0: We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club
1: and enjoy the show.
0: Hey, Valentina. Hey Paula and hello everybody
1: and welcome to another episode of pretty
0: mental for today's podcast we once again sat down Valentina and I and did another solo cast to continue processing kind of where we left off in last week's episode, we dove deeper into not buying into the mirage and the illusions of the Instagrams and all the social standards and timelines and all these distractions that are here constantly telling us that we're not enough, and instead coming home to ourselves.
1: We dove into the conversation of steps that we can take in order to strengthen our belief system, in order to strengthen our spirituality, if that's what we're looking for,
0: and strengthen our connection with ourselves and coming into a place of true integrity for our journeys and our life paths because that is going to be the strongest guide that any of us can encounter while we are here.
1: And with that pretty mental family, take in a deep breath with us and tune in. All right, you guys, and before we start the episode, I want to introduce our sponsor, Resonate with Sarah, a digital agency that runs YouTube ads, Google ads, Facebook ads. They run organic social media and so much more. Email copywriting, uh, digital copywriting, basically all of your digital needs. And I love them because they're all about using the master's tools to to basically play in this the game of this world. So they don't stray away from topics of creating ads on the internet and bringing in more money because a lot of people typically especially if you're doing some kind of like spiritual work, they say I shouldn't be asking for more money for my services. These are just my gifts. But that's not what this is about. As we learned with the podcast with Alexander James, calling in money is it's and money is an energetic. And Resonate with Sarah is completely aligned with that and they want to align you with that and they want to introduce you to the world and amplify you to the world and your messages and your offerings and to not shy away from bringing in boatloads of money because as Sarah, the CEO always says, fill my cup so I can fill up the cups of others.
0: Mm -mm -mm. We love
1: Resonate with Sarah. Check our show notes to read more about the company and dive into their services And with that, Pretty Mental Family, it is time to tune in. It is April 1st, 2021. We are opening ourselves up fully to be guided by our highest selves, to be guided by our spirit guides, by our angels, our ancestors, to be receptive to any messages that want to come through. We open ourselves up for any healing that wants to come through for ourselves, for our community, for anyone that they come in contact with. We open ourselves up as a direct line. As we connect with our guides, we open ourselves up fully. We are here. We are open. Hello. (laughs) Hey,
0: Valentina. Hey, Paula.
1: April Uh, Fool's Day, guys. We're not having a podcast. Bye. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Would you like to talk about the mezcal that's sitting on the counter behind you? It's purely decoration at this
1: point. I'm not listen. I'm not going to give the mezcal away, and I'm sure as heck not going to throw it away. It's kind of just part of my garden. It's a plant.
0: Yeah, there's a mezcal sitting in my in my kitchen too, in my counter. But you know what? The, we love. We both love mezcal. Wait, did you
1: go on the lake trip with your friends or is that still to come? No,
0: that's for later in the month, but I don't know. I don't think they're doing it anymore.
1: Mm, You had a lucky break.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're coming for you next month, (laughs) Paula. I'm like, man, if you're going to go through a new season, it's so much easier to just move to another state and we're like, you know, I felt those impulses. I'm like, man, if I was in state, I don't want to say no. You know, you can say, oh, you know what? Like, I would love to be there. I, I would so be there. Um, but it's an interesting challenge to allow myself to enter a new season in my life and say no and stand up for what my deepest self is asking for.
1: Yeah. And that takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of courage, even for someone who, because you've done a lot of work on yourself, like you're strong within your boundaries, but even still having to say those no's free of, and I don't know if you feel any guilt, but free of any guilt. I think there's always like a little bit of lingering guilt that that can come in when you have to say no to even your closest friends.
0: There was at first, I know that you know, over the years with my friends, it's just, it's easier, it's easier to go with the flow. And well, and I've enjoyed going with the flow, you know, going with the flow has brought some really, really fun experiences, but going with the flow of what I've experienced, the majority of the population wants to do is no longer going with the flow of my own evolution, the way that my spirit is asking to evolve. And I've ignored it. I've totally ignored it over the years because obviously I've been on this spiritual self development, full manifestation of myself path for a really, really long time. I was reading my journal entries that I put up on Instagram this week, and I was 15 years old talking about cultivating a pure spirit. Even on there, I was like, no alcohol. What? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Really? Yeah. Because that's when my friends at 15 is when people started partying around me where I had like all my Brazilian friends and, you know, everyone just, that's when it started in high school.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's,
0: I started becoming conscious of that in that moment that there was a split between what my deepest self wanted and what socializing and being part of a community kind of required of me. And for many, 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 many years, yes, I've continued to develop myself, but I've also sacrificed aspects of myself for the sake of belonging to a community and it's what needed to happen, you know, at the end of the day, I'm glad that I've made the community friends that I have, that we've had the experiences that we've shared, but I definitely feel that I'm reaching a point. And I started saying this to you, it started both, your move to LA sparked something in both of us. Because for some reason, after you left this, what kept resonating in my mind, this, this message kept coming through that was saying like more intentionality, more consciousness more intentionality, more consciousness. And after Leah died and moving to this new place, I'm feeling that like scream within me. Like this is a new season and I got to give myself a chance to experience the fullness of who I can be without dampening in any way. That's
1: so interesting because I forget what the actual... Scientific name is, but you know, two part or like a particle if it's like split or something like that. And God, this is gonna be the most botched up (laughs) summary. Just throw it at me. Summarization, but you're you're my little encyclopedia. You can reword it for me. But how it's like a particle that's split, and then it they can be like super super far away from each other. But if you do something to one particle, the other particle will act as if you did it to them. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Kind of. (laughs)
1: That's just what came up for me when you talked about that my move did something for you because oh, my, well, we were so connected. We are so connected. One in being, I'm sure we've traveled lifetimes together and we're in this current lifetime together. And when I came to LA, I, first of all, I had no idea I was going to move. Truly. I think my spirit knew I was going to move because all these little things like the Uber driver asking me if I was running away from home and then getting to L.A. and having my luggage taken away from me and people saying, oh, now you got to start all over here. Just like little things that, you know, now it makes sense looking back that my spirit already had decided to live here. But when I came here, even before I came, I said, I have a feeling that L.A. is going to be really transformative for me. I don't know what's going to happen in these quote unquote 2 weeks of having fun with my friends, but this feels like it's going to be a really big diving into my north node even more, which is Sagittarius, which is that adventure, that explore that. And then when I came to LA, it was almost like I stepped into myself in a deep way. And whatever energy is flowing around here is the energy that my spirit really really resonates with and needs right now to cultivate itself and become who I came here to be. And I wonder if that, you know, because that sounds like when I came here and had that experience for myself, you almost started feeling that for yourself.
0: Probably a hundred percent. Something started collapsing inside of me and, you know, jealousy (laughs) that I was going (laughs) to be in 80 degree weather. Your envy. I, something started collapsing inside of me and I wasn't sure what it was, but you know, you and I had our a confrontation as a result of this. And there was something that shifted in me leading up to that. And then after that, a part of me almost, I don't want to say died, but I reached this point where it was like, okay, enough. Like you have to be with yourself. You have to really, really arrive with yourself. And like enough. And I was like, okay, well maybe what my spirit is really asking for is that I need to travel, you know, <laughs> cause you traveled. And I'm like, maybe like, maybe I just need to get out of Atlanta. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can leave Leah with my parents for a month and just go to a few different places, work remotely. And I'll get like, whatever it is that I think I need. It felt like something was stagnant and something was asking to move and but I wasn't sure what, and so you moved and then I was like, okay, I'm going to travel. I'm gonna, maybe I can leave Leo with my parents for a month. And right as I was starting to kind of be like, yeah, this is exciting. Like, this is what I need. Leo started getting sick. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's not happening. I can't leave in the middle of Leo being sick. And then right as Leah started getting sick, then my uncle was like, Paula, you need to invest in real estate right now. And he started getting just pushy with it, you know, um, not in a bad way, just supportive. Yet like the message was coming loud and clear everywhere that life was just kind of lining up for me to like, no, stay here. I'm like, I don't know why I'm supposed to stay here, but okay. Sometimes life, the way that it lined up for you, that it was so obvious to go to LA. If I left Atlanta right now, it just wouldn't even make sense with the way that things were lining up for me here. I'm like, I have this idea that I'm supposed to go explore my spirit somewhere else, but actually for some reason life wants to ground me. (laughs) even more. Like it wants me to stay here and it's making it so that I'm going to be a little more comfortable and bougie in the process, (laughs) which my soul appreciates. (laughs) my, My Leo son on many levels appreciates being comfortable and having something pretty to look at. So I got here to this new place and Leah passed away. And suddenly I'm, I'm feeling this energy of, I really, truly want to be with me i want the manifestation of who i am to come through i don't want to pressure myself to go out and be in a certain party scene for the sake of enjoyment or keeping my social circle happy because that's contradictory to my own evolution right now and you know like me and my friends like we're all really tight knit so making that decision could feel a little overwhelming A little bit, but actually not even that much because there's something inside of me that's just like, honor your truth right now. Just honor it, honor it, honor it. And that's also led to honoring my financial truth Whereas before I'd be like, oh, you know, I, I wanna go to this restaurant or do that thing and it's fine. But now I'm like, no, like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like honor where you're at financially, truly be very honest with yourself and build, build, build until you get to that point. Don't skip. Don't skip to have all the fancy things. Don't skip to be able to take trips and eat out as often as you can. And before your career is even fully evolved, like there's steps to this. But in order to honor that in our culture, especially, it does, it takes a lot. It does take courage because we are, as I experience it and as I see it, there's a huge flex culture going on around us. Where even more than being honest with ourselves about where we truly are and accepting a simple life, if that's where we're at in our career and allowing ourselves to build without putting extra pressures on ourselves to keep up with anybody, there's a there's a big social influence around. Let me show how many trips I can take. Let me take all these trips. Let me go to all these restaurants. Let me have all these clothes. Let me have all these nice things. And somehow, I mean, I don't know. That's just not the life I'm living. At this point, I want to be true to my savings, to my financial plan, to my health, to myself, and let that build. And so that does take an alignment and a coming back to myself, regardless of what other people are doing. Regardless of what my social circle is doing, regardless of anything, it's a different kind of loyalty.
1: It sounds like what's happening with you is a deep grounding, like a yeah. really deep, deep grounding, which is funny because it's a Loki, a little opposite to what's happening over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And when you're working against two things, right? Instagram and, or not just you, like society, we. Instagram, where that flex culture is that we talked a little bit about in the last podcast, and also the social timelines that we've talked about in another podcast that tell you that you have to have a certain thing. You have to have certain things at certain times in your life. Certain things
0: checked off. like. Your career should be here. Your money should be here. You have kids by this age. Be married by that one.
1: Yeah. So that's why I've heard actually in the past two weeks a few people talk about, oh, I'm turning this age, their own age out there, and I just want to feel better about it. And I get where they're coming from completely, completely. But then when I really sit there and think about it, I'm like, God. You want to feel better about your age? Like, let's can, can we dissect this? Like, for real, what are the things that are making you feel bad? Because you are a whole beautiful, worthy human. Like, what are you comparing yourself against? I feel like so much of our anxiety and our depression comes from comparing ourselves to the outside world and just not accepting where we're at and believing that where we're at is not where we're supposed to be.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I felt that, you know, I moved into this place and immediately it's like, oh, I want to have people over. I want to have all the nicest furniture. So when people come over, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I just had a reckoning with myself and I'm like, for who? Like, that's not where you're fucking at. Like you just spent all this money to get this place. Like, let yourself build, be honest about where you're at. Don't, we're going to sacrifice ourselves and our own timeline and our own growth for the sake of, having other people have a certain opinion of us, which their opinion is just based on their own insecurities anyways. So actually, if we can be honest about who we are, where we're at and what we're building, honestly and transparently without any shame, then maybe actually we give other, coming from such a place of integrity, then maybe actually we give other people a permission to build their lives in a way that is in alignment with them instead of everybody just rushing to show outcomes that have nothing to do with the foundation.
1: That's where the world is headed to. There's a new earth that's being born right now, and we're in the middle of it. The shifts are happening. I think a lot more people are diving deeper into alignment with themselves, deeper into alignment with what they came here to do and who they came here to be. A lot of external pressures, they're still there, but we're waking up to them little by little because more people every day are making the decision to face themselves more than they ever have because we are seeing that the systems around us are crumbling. They're faulty. They're not what we are going to follow anymore. They're not. We're not going to put up with these broken systems. We're not going to put up with anything that's giving us any shame. We're done with the guilt. We're done with living these robotic structured nine to five lives that you've given us for so long. Things are changing and we're seeing that left and right. So many things that we didn't think were possible, we had to make possible possible because of COVID, right? So yeah, now it's yeah. like there's a rebirth. There's a strong yeah. rebirth.
0: There's a strong rebirth and there's a strong pull to say in the past. There's a strong pull to say now old patterns. There's a strong pull still. And I would say it's actually the majority that is still living to impress each other. And I realize it's so powerful that I gifted myself with those journals because I can look back at that 15-year-old mind before the world infiltrated in a sense. Because at 15, 15, I feel like that was my, you know, when I made that shift from being hyper-organized and very grounded to taking flight almost to the point of no return, that was that year.
1: Oh, my God. For real. To the point of no return. I really yeah. used to be like, my sister
0: is, is
1: like, this is her. This is who she is. Because Paula went into a dark night of the soul.
0: I totally did. For a really long it, time. Well, it was for a long time. And that year, that 15, I feel like I'm coming back to her, which makes me almost emotional.
1: Wow, you know what I want to point out? Do you remember? I told you, when did I tell you this? Do, do, do. In the past year. I told you that I was I when I think about the like 4-year-old Valentina, mine's 4. Mine's not 15. Mine's <laughs> toddler style. When I think about the 4-year-old Valentina, I I recognize myself again. Like I actually remember who she is before the world got to me, before I went into a depression, before the darkness took over me, you know, and darkness is just before when I was not as aligned to my spirit. And I remember I was telling you, I'm like, I feel like the four-year-old Valentina again, like rainbows and butterflies, <laughs> It feels so good to be back here. And remember, you started, you got emotional because you were like, I can't even remember me before. Like, I can't tap back into a younger Paula. Yeah.
0: And you know what's... And now interesting- you're doing it. Yeah, I am. The thing is that that younger, that 15-year-old Paula was not depression-free, but I hadn't yet been medicated on anything. This, this podcast is turned out to be way more emotional for me than I imagined. I hadn't yet been medicated on anything. Mechis hadn't died yet. And I hadn't met the party culture yet. So the things that mattered to me, mattered to me. I knew what mattered. And when I read those journal entries, it's mm-hmm. very clear that I knew what I was doing here. Mm. It, there was a, a kind of darkness there because there's sadness. I was, I was from very surprising i was could probably win an award for like deepest 15 year old on the planet what is it one they say? of them hey tell me they're so deep I, I mean if i had it it's so deep it's like some i in one page i wrote like unobstructed commitment to yourself is the deepest spirituality <laughs> what Swear i'm not to surprised
1: you. oh my god we need a side-by-side of each of our journals mine is literally like my (laughs) friends talked about s-e-x and i like spelled it out i have to get out of here
0: (laughs) (laughs) we lived in different worlds entirely i i had a very deep calling and i kept talking i put it on instagram i kept talking about the purity of my soul and that no matter what like i had to keep cultivating that and like staying true to who i was and The thing is, I think there for me was a certain loneliness and having that much depth because I was aware of too much and that probably on some level made it hard for me to connect with my peers fully. So after I got medicated, I got put on antidepressants and Adderall at the same exact time that at the end of that year, right before Mechie's died, literally she died a month later. And at that same time, I started finding these friends who were partying and stuff and it it, felt like I could be a part of something. It felt like I could be a part of a community. And so I left that depth behind, although it was obviously still in me. It's not always going to be in me. I've built a whole career on the depths that I'm able to access. But I I splintered off from part of it to be part of a community. And I think it was such without knowing I was running for myself and just seeking like happiness and fun and pleasure because those depths get overwhelming. You have to know how to navigate them. Now I have a better equipped for it, but I didn't, I was just like, I don't want to care this much. I don't want to think this much. Can, you know, can we just go dance some reggaeton (laughs) and take some tequila shots and just be a part of this world? But now I've been going through this process of of trans coming back to myself. I'm realizing that those deaths are always going to be a part of me. That's who I am. I was listening to this monk on YouTube and he had such an interesting message about what he wished his therapist had told him. And before he became a full monk, he noticed that he had a lot of social anxiety or just didn't feel comfortable in these very social, highly activated spaces. And so what his therapist did with him was focus on giving him, they focus on tools. This is how you socialize. You know, if you find one person in the party that you feel comfortable with and connect with them and, you know, be outgoing in this way. And then he said, we did those things and they helped a little bit. But what I wish my therapist had really done was help me explore my true nature. And my true nature was not to be in those settings. I was uncomfortable in those settings because my true nature sought stillness. My true nature sought depth. And because of those depths and the stillness and just the deep connection to life that I'm able to access when I allow myself to spend time in those spaces that are tranquil, then I'm able to really share my gifts with people. So that's obviously what I came here to earth to do. But instead, I was trying to mold myself to fit in with what was happening in the mainstream. And that's sort of kind of going to work, but not all the way. Right. We're trained to adapt and to
1: blend in, to be part of a society, part of a group, which makes sense when you think of how we used to be with evolution. You needed that in order to survive, but that's an outdated evolutionary tool. Now that's actually what's keeping us stagnant. Now the opposite is true. In order for us to go forward, we have to come back to ourselves fully, still work in a community, but there's less emphasis on, I believe, what is it that we can do to survive together? And there's more emphasis on how can I bring out the truest, most authentic version of myself? Because then that's going to feed into what we can do to survive as a community together.
0: A hundred percent. I remember when I was in high school or even middle school, it started, right? That the most popular kids, the kids that would get the most quote unquote community were the most hyper ones, the most social ones in the, right? Especially in that youth. So I would see that and I'm like, oh, I need to be more outgoing. I need to talk more. I need to be able to embody that kind of energy in social settings. And because that in in my instinctive mind, which made sense, that's what's going to bring me the most sense of community, just that survival instincts at play. And that's why then when we started, you know, drinking or partying and stuff, it, it allowed me to step into that. And now it's like, okay, if I'm going to be outgoing or whatever, it just, it doesn't have to happen. At this age, you realize that you don't have to do all those things. You just got to be loyal to yourself, honor your true nature, honor your journey in building whatever it is that you're building. It doesn't matter if a million people are showing a million different pictures of Tulum and all their different shopping streets, whatever. If they got there through their own building process, beautiful, great. I do believe a lot of people are rushing themselves, though, to show these outcomes. I mean, they are. People are getting themselves into debt. or A lot of
1: people are trying to build an aesthetic before they build themselves up internally.
0: Totally. I even recognize that now looking back at my relationship with art, where there's so much pressure to produce a product that I'm sure I wasn't really honoring my own process of really taking my time and, you know, just... Letting it build. So huge distraction from ourselves and our journey and what we're each here to do when we let ourselves be guided by these standards that everyone is somehow trying to fit, but from a place of insecurity. So then people, if people judge you for not being there, it's their own insecurity. Anybody who's built their life on their own, really, and honored every step of their journey along the way is going to applaud to see other people doing that, not applaud to see other people wearing the latest designer fashions or et cetera, et cetera.
1: I just wonder what would happen if Instagram didn't exist. I think about that a lot, you know, like we would all just be because, you know, there was that I got off Instagram for two
0: years and uh, I wish I remember I I was just living my life. I didn't. Well, it it would some version of this would still exist. I didn't have Instagram in high school or in college, really. There's always been that there's always been people living to impress each other. It takes a certain kind of courage and could be a healthy type of rebellion to be like, nah, you guys can keep that.
1: You know, it's impressive is a beautiful soul. That is what is impressive, truly.
0: Well, what creates a beautiful soul? Or what do you consider a beautiful soul?
1: Someone who is so heart-centered that they are awake to the beauty in themselves and the beauty of the people in front of them and the divinity in humankind. They are awake beyond what they can physically see. On this earth
0: so how would that translate to to this world you know like how would that kind of person move how would that kind of person interact
1: you know what i don't know the specifics of how someone like that would move but you can tell that energy would be infused in whatever they did even if it was out here like buying all these crazy things like you can just it's a different kind of energy someone who has humbled themselves enough to be aligned and in touch with the universe and the bigger picture of all of this?
0: You know, what's impressive to me, which maybe it's a different version of that, just in the way that I interpret it, is someone who, and this is kind of funny, because it's who it's the journey that we're each on, right? Like what you just described. You know, what's impressive to me is someone who honors their truth, regardless of what the world is saying, regardless of the trends, regardless of that is honoring that inner compass, that inner guide so deeply that they are authentically free.
1: Yes. And you can tell, you can tell even on Instagram and in these platforms, you can tell certain people just move in such a way that they are themselves To a T, like they're not performing for anyone. They're not trying to put a certain facade. They are just themselves. I realize that I am extremely attracted to people who are so fully themselves that you have no option but to see them spirit first.
0: Yeah, you find them attractive, even if they weren't your quote unquote type to begin with. And isn't that interesting? Because what we kind of buy into is that what's going to be impressive is showing up in a way that fits the social standards of what's impressive. That's what we that's what at large, in general, our society is buying into. What's impressive is someone that has this type of clout or this kind of money or this or showing up. So everyone's trying to kind of pretend to be that if they're not really even that and to get some kind of acceptance to belong to the community. And the funny thing is that if you say nah and you are truly yourself, then actually you open up the door for other people to do that. And it's a different kind of belonging. I guess that's what Brene Brown calls true belonging actually. And inadvertently, you're going to start being more of a leader because you're you're showing other people that they can be free.
1: You've broken through the veil of this 3D earthly world into what really matters. And everyone's going to recognize that because it is my belief that everyone is spirit first. It's spirit first. Spirits are hungry. We have, this is why mental health is such a big thing right now, right? There's like a big wave. It's been happening for a minute, but there's a big wave of spirituality and mental health. And it's because people are hungry for that kind of content because their soul recognizes it. Their soul recognizes it. People are hungry. Yeah.
0: Well, on some level, people are tired of, even if they don't recognize it, they're tired of feeling like they're not enough. And as long as you're chasing these Social narratives of you got to have this and that and that and that and show up in this and that way to be enough and to be impressive to others. You're never going to be enough.
1: You're not. You have to have blindfolds on to these external things and just make sure that you're living your truth, honoring your truth. Because honestly, it is a very real statement that where your attention goes, that's where your energy is going to flow. So if you're constantly looking at Instagram, stalking people, comparing yourself, self sabotaging yourself in ways because you're you don't have the things that other people appear to have, you know, if that's the con- kind of content that you're filling your mind up with. You're going to live your life feeling less than. But if your focus goes on to building yourself internally. That's, what, that's where your energy is going to go. That's where your focus is going to go. You're not going to be out here comparing yourself to anything. You're going to be figuring out how today you can best align with yourself and do it over again the next day and do it over again the next day. And that's how you really truly begin to experience heaven on earth.
0: Well, that's true power. I was having this conversation earlier this week with someone about how before we are more aligned with who we are and are committed to having integrity with ourselves we mistakenly believe that power is outside of us. Power is having power over somebody. Power is having this amount of money so I can show off this kind of car. Power is, you know, having this amount of money to get this designer brands or, you know, so I can show up looking like power or power is this specific career, you know, when I have that and other people see it, then that's power. That's not power. That's a form of slavery because you are constantly looking outside of yourself and trying to fit in with someone else's definition, a definition that somebody else made up somewhere along the way of what power was. And you're constantly going to be chasing after something. So you're never going to be fulfilled and you're never going to feel like enough. When you start looking within yourself and really being honest, with yourself about what your true nature is, what really lights you up inside, what you naturally are drawn to without giving into these pressures to follow these other timelines, your timeline will unfold in the way that it needs to. And you start, you start getting in this beautiful alignment within yourself. And that becomes your top priority. That is a completely different kind of power. When you tap into that kind of power, It does not matter what the rest of the world is doing anymore.
1: No, because you're living heaven on earth. So why in the world would you even think of anything else than what's directly in front of you of wanting anything else? That is how you create heaven on earth, aligning to yourself and devoting all of your energy to aligning with yourself and honoring your truth, honoring what feels good to you, tapping back into yourself, shedding all the layers, all the things that are not yours shedding the shame and making a decision to live for yourself live for your to to respect the purpose that you came here to fulfill
0: to respect your true nature that's it something that i wanted
1: to bring up in this podcast was a bit of a continuation on the last podcast so we talked a lot about tapping into spirit tapping into you know speaking to your guides all the fun
0: manifestation manifestation morphing faces <laughs> in waking consciousness and which speaking of actually we didn't say this on the podcast but maybe a few of you have put this together oh but that, shit yes yeah, say it but that tiger shaman man that valentina saw was the same visual that came into my dream vividly Is fuck that's crazy right before i woke up and realize that like something was wrong, that like Leah, right before Leah died, a few hours before.
1: If y'all didn't listen to the last podcast, go do it now. For we're, We talk, of, you'll know what we're talking about, but I can give like a quick little <laughs> summary. Essentially, I saw a friend of mine, his face morph and shape shift into tiger slash tribesman. And I said it on the last podcast and Paula right after the podcast was like, you know, I had a dream about a shaman tiger man.
0: It was literally because you saw this. It was like the same experience. I saw him. I'm like, whoa, panned down. He had filed teeth, sharp teeth. And then suddenly right behind him, a tiger out of nowhere popped up and goes like this powerful tiger. And that's when I woke up.
1: What is this spirit trying to tell us? That is wild. It's so someone, wild. Someone told me that I potentially also was seeing this person's past lives. Because apparently they opened up their energy field to me, and I was so open that I was able to tap into their past lives.
0: So is this person you've been hanging out with? Maybe their like their spirit has been sending both of us a message, or I don't don't know. Right? That's
1: where I'm like, wait, I don't know if it's entirely the past lives thing because why did they go to you too? Like, what? Maybe it's something else. What is this? Well, and it was
0: right before Leah died. I thought I woke up thinking. Was that Leah's spirit? Was that is that the spirit that lived in that little body?
1: God, we need we need uh, someone on here. People, come to us. (laughs) We get visions, but we are (laughs) we need answers. We're
0: still in elementary stage of interpreting what these visions are.
1: Like, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this?
0: I don't know. Just keep waiting. I'm like I keep waiting for the next dream
1: it'll unfold. I keep waiting for the next shapeshift to happen. I've been staring at myself in the mirror, just staring <laughs> at my eyes and saying, like, can I do this to myself? What? What? I don't know. It's going to come when I least expect it. Like the yeah, last one. I mean, you, we were
0: chilling. You probably just- have to be relaxed, not even trying.
1: Well, the way Dr. Tan's got me going.
0: <laughs> Dr. Tan. So before we deep dove into the pool of spiritual visions. Yeah. So
1: something that really came up for me that I wanted to share on the platform was I am at my, it's different for everyone, but for me, my journey in order to get to this spiritual place that I am now, I had to really work with the human Valentina. I had to work with my traumas, I had to go to therapy, I had to face my fears, I had to work with the very human stuff first. We need to heal our traumas before we can develop this very safe feeling belief system. Because if we've yeah. had a lot of traumas happen to us, if we have wounds that have not been looked at, how are we gonna go from A to Z? How are we gonna say, well, all this has happened to me, but I'm supposed to believe in a bigger picture? But why is why does this keep happening to me? Why does this keep happening to me? You know? We have to get help in one way or another.
0: If you're still at war with yourself and you haven't done any of the human work, like you don't even know what boundaries are, you don't know what healthy relationships are even supposed to look like at the human level. You don't know about attachment. You don't know, you don't understand your control issues. You have a disordered relationship with your food. You know, just all these, all these things of being human, you're still turning to substances to cope, whatever it is. And you want to skip ahead to enlightenment or to reaching this other state of a full, you know, spiritual awakening, I guess we could call it. That sounds so alluring. It just it doesn't work like that. You need, I believe and I've seen and I've experienced that you need to be very comfortable and at peace with your humanity before trying to reach these other spaces.
1: It could happen for some people. Eckhart Tolle, didn't he go from like A to Z overnight? Yeah,
0: something in him.
1: So listen, we're not saying that there, it is not possible. That is not what we are here to say. Open yourself up to all possibilities. But I would say for the majority of people, you got to heal some wounds and some traumas and understand yourself a little better on the human level before... Before you're becomes, trying to leave being human. Before it becomes really easy to have these idealistic belief systems. And I say idealistic, quote unquote, because it may sound really ideal, like idealistic to think that this whole world is for me and here to see me rise. But that's actually a very it can be a very realistic and idealistic thing at the same time. If that right? Makes sense.
0: If, well, the thing is, if you are believing this world is here for me and it's here to see me rise and everything is working in my favor and it's all love, but you don't have any healthy boundaries. You don't know how to detect relationships that are damaging to you what you can get into very easily or if you're living in a toxic environment but you're trying to convince yourself that no it's all love what can happen is that spiritual um bypassing yeah and i see this like it's important to learn how to navigate and this is actually something i remember we talked about where you naturally wanted to so easily like a few years ago i remember we had this conversation i think it was right after you did ayahuasca or soon thereafter, that you wanted to like naturally just see like the goodness or like the beauty of people. And I remember being, they're telling you something along the lines like, yeah, but what about like your human self? That is something that I've done my
1: whole life. That's actually something that I have had, I would say, was a shadow side of the way that I see the world because I had not done the human self work. I have, and you, we know this, if we wanna go back to my friendships growing up, if we wanna go to, Everything I put everybody on a pedestal, and we've talked about this in the podcast, yeah, like I could I have I think it's a really amazing strength of mine, and I'm very thankful for it. But it, earlier was a sh- a shadow of mine as well. I would see everyone's spirit first, so I could only see the goodness in them and anything that they did that was not aligned to values that I, that were not my values, anything that was like just kind of off, I would understand. No, no, no. But I get it. That's like a human thing. There's still toxic
0: or disrespectful to you or. Right. right? I would
1: take the toxicity. I would take the disrespect. I would, I would take all this stuff while still believing, no, this is like a beautiful, beautiful world. Cause I didn't understand how to even, you know, I had to live with the two in a way that helped me because that was not a helpful way to live growing up. No, I, got into, because- I got into very horrible friendships. I got into situations that were harmful to my mental health.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, that what that can easily lead to is abusive, being in an abusive relationship. I've seen this. I saw you. I've seen it with clients. It's like if you just want to accept everything right off the bat before learning how to have a structure around yourself to keep your human, intact? Like how do I preserve? I, you got to put your own oxygen mask on first. We're still human. Like I get it that it's all love and all, but we're still human.
1: Yeah. That was such a path for me. And it really integrated when I was able to put strong boundaries too. That was like one of the biggest things for me is being able to put boundaries up and understanding that I can still love everyone and see their spirit first.
0: But you take care of yourself taking and, you care of myself. That, and you understand that they're human too. And that because of their their own humanity and unhealed wounds within them, they could do things to harm you, even if they don't mean to. And so how can we, you know, it's that, that whole saying of boundaries are the distance at which I can love both you and me. I needed to do that in order to continue to
1: see everyone in this beautiful light, you know. But yeah, all that integration work was key in order to be where I am now.
0: Yeah, mine was the opposite. Mine was like an immediate shutdown of the heart and like, oh, no, all you people are fucked up. <laughs> like you're not getting in. I see I see through all of you, right? My journey was backwards to yours. It's like, no, open up. There's beauty there. They don't mean to harm. We're all love and spirits. I've been very aware of like the human nature from very young. So it's been backwards to yours, which is like, that's great. That's good. People always come to me when they want to talk boundaries or they're having issues in their life. They're like, Paula, like this thing or that thing. And I'm like, yeah, this and that and that. Like I can point it out for them. But the shadow side of that was probably being too defensive. Or too quick to close. Because it's like, no, they're just human. Don't be so hard on people. I was too hard on people and you were too easy on them. So now we've met somewhere in the middle. And learning
1: too, something that I really had to get rid of or not get rid of. But yeah, I mean, honestly, lately I've been exploring my relationship and humanity's relationship, I would say, to guilt. Because a lot of people don't put boundaries up because they feel guilty. Yeah. And how I view guilt is it has, it serves literally no other purpose than to keep you small and stagnant. I view guilt as an excuse for you not to honor your own boundaries.
0: You know, I would say toxic guilt or chronic guilt. Yes. But there is, is there a good would, guilt. Yeah, totally. There's good guilt. There's good guilt guilt to some extent guilt can help us notice like mm, i didn't really act in alignment with my values right there you know it's like a little bit of guilt a little bit of discomfort is fine every now and then but if guilt is a predominant emotion that you feel a lot of the time then probably you're dealing with like chronic guilt and then at that point it's you're kind of apologizing through your existence and that's okay yeah it. chronic guilt chronic guilt yeah that's what I'm some, some guilt is okay some guilt is a sign that you have empathy <laughs> 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 that you're human like A little bit, you know, we want a little bit of that in order to keep our society functioning. But but a lot of people actually do operate from chronic guilt.
1: Yes, I've been seeing that so much for a long time, for many years. I feel guilty for not calling her. I feel guilty for not doing this. Not that it's like, why do you you, do you feel guilty? You didn't want to honor that honor that you didn't want to honor yourself. It's okay, because then when you act out of guilt, that is people pleasing And people-pleasing is a form of control Mm -hmm. and manipulation. And it's like all these these things like guilt and people-pleasing, people, maybe they don't want to check them because they think it keeps them virtuous, but that's the opposite. It's doing the complete opposite. In fact, you should honor your truth. You should honor your yeses and your noes, and not feel the need to make everyone around you comfortable because when you're honoring your own truth, people automatically feel more comfortable around you anyway, because then they know that it's safe to honor their truth around you.
0: Yeah, I want to expand on what you said about people pleasing being a form of control and manipulation because people norm a a lot of people don't recognize that right off the bat because people pleasing can just seem like a noble, you know, I just want to make other people happy and forget about myself. But actually, no, what's happening is that you're afraid of people's negative emotions. And so you're trying to manage situations in such a way that only positive emotions are coming from that person and from that experience. And so you are manipulating the situation rather than just learning to increase your threshold for the full range of human emotions and not taking it personally. That's a big
1: one that I think really people need to replay that, replay that little sentence over and over again until you understand it, because people pleasing is not helping anyone. Your your chronic guilt is not helping anyone either. It's keeping It's stagnating the energy of where you could be going.
0: Mm -hmm. Or shame, shame of your journey. All of this is just about coming back to yourself, honoring your truth, breaking. You're going to have to break with some of society's narratives because there's a lot of dysfunctional narratives that are running our culture.
1: A lot. You've got to create your own world. I was telling my therapist, I was like, I I think I live. No, I know that I live in my own world. I live in a different world than a lot of people. And when I say that, I mean, truly, I have worked really hard to, I don't even want to say worked, maybe worked hard, but I've settled into who I really am and detached myself from a lot of the external pressures and narratives and stories that were holding me down that now I don't even feel like I relate to this world. I am in this world, but I I am just also... Barely. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but barely
0: you're holding you're holding on by
1: i'm here but i did we talk about this on one of the podcasts how i do believe that there are di- people existing in different dimensions they're coexisting on earth but they're in different dimensions that's how uh, well i just said it so <laughs> that's what that's how i feel different Dream. timelines
0: I feel timelines. like I'm on
1: a different timeline right now. You've already
0: gone through the stages of dropping a lot of the narratives that keep a lot of people in this linear timeline. So now you're just kind of in this other one. Maybe you're in the quantum. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Probably. I keep this talking. This is when, you know, pretty mental started. We weren't going to talk about spiritual stuff to not uh, like keep any, any uh to keep it
1: not s- woo woo
0: so not y'all will, to make it somewhat
1: palatable.
0: <laughs> we're, we're bursting at the seams, fam.
1: <laughs> we're, we're coming out the
0: closet. We I
1: who we are for too long. We are I'm so, yeah. aliens, except I, Paula is very human. I'm so I mean, human. I, I th- am human, too. <laughs> I mean, we're all looking
0: human. <laughs> I think that because I abandoned my truth, not entirely, but a certain percentage of it, for so long obviously not entirely because I still built this whole, this whole career And and maybe some people might look at me and be like you've always just been you you know like I've heard that before I'm like really <laughs> interesting <laughs> you don't even know <laughs> you don't know it's possible as far as me being me get ready that now I'm coming back to actually honoring who I am even more deeply and we'll see what happens next so I feel like I'm a little kind of going back in time a little bit but in a well rounded way to like, you know, circle out that cycle. I think
1: that's the the process though. Truly coming back to who we were as a child, who that child untouched by the narratives of this world. That's when we can tap back into that and really embody that is when we start, the possibilities start really opening. I feel like that is actually like, the if there was a roadmap, that's what it would look like. Like make a big U-turn circle and then blast off upwards
0: you know it's interesting this is probably one of the last things i'll say cuz we're getting at time you, you always say like i feel my guide's right here and i'm like where the fuck are my guides? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I guess when i journal like a lot of messages come through for me or when i dream some my dreams come true sometimes and i'm like what do you mean you feel spirits just hanging around that sounds so cool i want to experience that might scare some people but to me that sounds very alluring and the other day, I was just like, what is this? Often, there's a certain melancholy that exists in me that comes with the depths that I live in. But I didn't only very recently, honestly, like this past week, I'm kind of realizing like, this is probably just, you know, after seeing that thing about like honoring your true nature, I'm just like, this is probably just the what the energy when I'm supposed to actually explore. Like, why do I have to believe that I need to be jumping up and down all the time because other people move in that way, which is what happened when I was 15. I was just like, I can't keep existing in these depths. You know, I have to, if I'm going to be part of a community, I got to come out of there a little bit. And I'm like, what is this? You know, like, but yet I understand depression. I understand grief. I understand anxiety. I understand all these things so well that I can guide so many people through it. And that's what you were saying to me. Like, the other day when you texted me that, that you are like, yeah, it's probably what you're just here to explore. Like this is part of your journey. You didn't say this, but essentially it's like, that's a gift. Like don't run away from that, you know? Cause I can feel into like, I can read certain poetry. I can feel into like the, depths of the soul very very clearly and I'm you know I don't I'm not afraid of conversations on death I'm not afraid of these heavier things I can walk into those spaces and feel very very I'm fine I can navigate that I can see eight people in one day dealing with really heavy shit and I'm fine I sleep like a baby still (laughs) like it's I'm fine and then the other night I was like okay like why is this here and I'm like you know what I talked out loud after <laughs> you were like, I talk a lot. I'm like, you yeah, just talk out loud. Fine. I accept, especially after reading my 15 year old journals, I was like, okay, let me just go ahead and accept this because this has been here for a long time. Like I accept my depth. I accept this, this denser energy that I'm here to explore. Like I accept it. I welcome it. I surrender to it. Guide me. And I swear to you, Valentina, that I felt like a presence.
1: I'm telling you it's in the real. room with me. Yeah, And I was just like, okay, maybe I'm not ready. (laughs) Pause, take a step back. Give me a minute. Okay, now come. That's real. I am telling you, like what you just said, I want people to really hear that is so powerful. How deeply can you accept and surrender to yourself just bit by bit? That's when the door, the light, that's when the crack of light starts seeping in and soon it's going to be blasting
0: your face with light. Surrender to yourself as you are, not who you think you should be, but as you are.
1: Exactly as you are. I think it's beautiful that you're talking out loud because that is how you start inviting these different presences to come into your life. Now I am on stage two of my spiritual guides. (laughs) Now I'm telling them that I am ready to know them. I am ready to get a more concrete picture of who they are. I want to know what our relation was in our past lives slash parallel lives. Make yourselves known. And this is what I've been saying out loud. I really am just expecting like almost in my room floating in midair, like a zipper of a portal to go down (laughs) and like an alien to walk through. But I've let them know and I'm letting you guys know now. Do it and I will not be afraid. But if you could do it in a very heart centered, loving, gentle way, where I feel your energy so deeply in my heart that I won't be afraid.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, there I don't wanna go. I
1: don't wanna get scared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what almost happened to me the other night. So that's the trick right there. Well, I heard someone
1: talking about aliens, and I don't think aliens are like the aliens that we think they are. They're just other light beings that exist in different dimensions on other planets, in different frequencies. Aliens, light beings. And I heard someone saying, the aliens are all around us, but you think that they're going to make themselves known? You guys are killing your own races down here. Why in the world would they make themselves known?
0: I think that was Shaman Durek, if I'm not mistaken.
1: It's but so But I've, I've real. heard that too, yeah. It's so real. I'm letting you guys know, my other light beings, that I will commune with you in a loving way. But I actually thought about this. I was like, I need Paula to stay real earthbound because if I start seeing some crazy shit, I'm going to need to come back to you so you can really let me know that this expanded state of consciousness does not mean that I need to be sent (laughs) off somewhere. (laughs) Because
0: that actually did come into my mind the other day. I'm like, this is why we have to normalize this. Or non-ordinary states of consciousness entirely. Yeah. Yeah. This is why our partnership is something I so deeply appreciate especially as we get older and evolve because and here we go bragging to each other about each other <laughs> because I feel like I cover that side of the spectrum the very earthly like the denser energies the depressions the anxieties the panics the the interpersonal the boundaries understanding abuse, narcissism, all that stuff. Like, I get that or I understand that world. Just, I just get it. And you now, as you're stepping more into yourself, you're really understanding and kind of starting to even guide me through, you know, the butterfly, rainbow, light frequencies of the ethers, (laughs) the manifestations, the, you know, the spiritual, like, I don't even know the right words for it, but you get what I'm saying.
1: I view a lot of the, the, things that you just said the er- very human earthly things like the anxiety depression and i see them through a very spiritual lens so it's cool because yeah we'd both see it through different lens.
0: yeah we round we round each other out i think in this conversation so so you guys <laughs> just keep listening to us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you tell us whole- what you think The full package here. What more (laughs) could you ask? (laughs) Go rate and review us if you feel so called. Give us all All the love.
0: All right. Los queremos mucho.
1: (laughs) Los queremos mucho. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you with our whole souls.
0: And human selves. And be kind to to yourselves. Peace.
1: Bye.